Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Wednesday, April 22nd, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and soon I'll be joined by our Indians beat writer, Paul Hoynes, and today's guest, Todd Paquette, the man behind the Indians Prospectus account on Twitter. It's a popular account that has some of the best information on Indians prospects and minor leaguers available online. We'll ask Todd what got him started in tracking Cleveland's minor league hopefuls, and then we'll break down some of the top 30 players in the tribe's farm system. If they're an Indian's prospect worth noting, Todd's more than likely already seen him, and he's definitely got the skinny on the guys who uh, have any sort of potential. We're really looking forward to spending some time with, uh, with Todd and chatting. Uh, you can find his work on Twitter at, at Indians Pro on Twitter. Um, that's the, the, the name of the account, and we'll link to it here uh, in this post. Uh, it's an important follow for any of you uh, real Indians fans out there. So, so when we come back, we'll be joined by uh, Paul Hoynes and Todd Paquette here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. And we're joined now by our special guest, Todd Paquette from, uh, I guess, I, I guess he's, he's known to Indians fans as the, uh, the guy behind the Indians at Indians pro on Twitter. Uh, it's, it's a resource that a lot of the, the reporters, even in the press box use a lot because Todd's a guy who, who gets eyes on a lot of these prospects coming up that, uh, you know, some of the guys who cover the major league team don't always have a chance to see. Uh, Todd, you know, welcome to the show. And, and it's really great to sort of, uh, you know, put a, a name and a voice with the, uh, with the account. Yeah, it's nice that uh, you guys invited me. I, I, th- I appreciate it a lot. Um, uh, I came to, I guess you want to know real quick, kind of yeah, yeah, just me tell behind, us. The, behind the account, the Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, moved here from actually Arizona, and we talked about that a little bit last night in the um, late 80s, but my dad and I um, became huge Indians fans in the early 90s, bought season tick, 20-game season ticket passes um, from 1994 to 2005 mm-hmm. and got to see go to two World Series and whatever. After that, um, you know, uh, kind of, I guess, to stick with baseball, uh, started following the Rubber Ducks a little bit. Uh, because I'm from the Akron area and I always grew up I always was like the baseball card collector who was the guy who always wanted to collect the minor league you know the rookie cards coming up because I mm-hmm. wanted to get them you know uh, make some money off of maybe later if they if they panned out to be good you had, so you had your sub, you had your subscription to Beckett magazine huh? yes I did I, <laughs> I did very much so um, 
But that's how I got into it. I kind of find it from baseball cards, following like these minor league prospects coming up and, you know, throughout all baseball. But then I kind of just concentrated on following the Indians um, when I got older. And I coached high school uh, baseball and basketball uh, before. I don't do it anymore since my kids got older. Mm -hmm. It was just taking too much time away. And uh, they're still, um, you know, I have a kindergartner and a third grader. So they're in that time where I kind of want to, you know, if I go back to coaching, it might be later, but right now it's, it's, oh, it's, it's the best time. Trust me. You, yeah, you, right now you got, you got the best time of it. <laughs> so, um, but kind of to stick with sports and stick with baseball a little bit, just to stay within the game and uh, just was a huge fan and still like love to follow the prospects and see them coming up. And um, it just became like a thing on like a hobby, I guess mm -hmm. on Twitter or something just to uh, uh, follow and uh, pass out news and information that I hear and a video and whatnot. And I got such good feedback, especially from the minor league players, uh, like family and mm -hmm. former coaches and stuff like that, that the first year or two I did it, that they, you know, I just kept doing it and doing it. And I just keep adding more and more to it with video and adding other things like, uh, like a top 50, you mm -hmm. know, players and stuff like that. Um, and it's just grown into this thing where it's just, it's just kind of, you know, it, I, I'm, I'm suffering now because it would be minor league season. I'm usually used to getting those box scores at night and digging through mm -hmm. and seeing yeah. what guys did and posting that stuff. And it's, it's right now it's posting video of guys just basically if they get time working out, you know, and, right. and so I, I'm missing that right now. So, but that's how I got into it. Well, uh, for a lot of us who, who follow on Twitter, it's it's a first chance to see actual video like that you would you would repost to any guy who comes to Akron, obviously that you see, or yeah. uh, you know the first time I saw a video of, of James Karinchak's curveball was something yeah. that you retweeted or mm -hmm. you posted. So uh, you know it's it's real helpful just to get guys on the radar for you know other other people who are, are following as well. Uh, take us through. In a, in a non-coronavirus situation, just take us through, uh, you know, a normal normal season, normal preseason, normal night uh, during the season uh, for you of gathering that information and putting it out, uh, if you can, you can briefly sum yeah, it up. Yeah, I'll do, I'll, I'll do it briefly. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm waiting for those box scores to come in through the day, post every box score um, with a couple highlights of, like, some players who did well in the game um, on the tweet. Mm -hmm. uh, per se. So you can kind of see, you know, who did well, and then you can actually click on the box score on the tweet through the MILB, uh, MILB.com website and see, you know, the whole box score. Um, if I can find video from the night or the next day, I'll post that, repost it, uh, especially if it's, if it's not video, you know, from the minor league website itself, I'm not reposting that. I'm talking video that I might've found in the crowd someone posted and I might ask if I can repost it or a player themselves that get mm -hmm. video and show that as well. So someone can see the home run that he hit the night before right. where most fans, you're not going to get that unless you watch the game, like on uh, like a webcast on, on the minor league, you know, uh, MILB TV. So um, how much are you on the radar of the, uh, the social media accounts of these minor league teams as well? Um. Well, with uh, with the players themselves or the or other teams, oh, the, the team the team accounts. So do those guys you know? Know also, you? yeah, I follow them you know religiously. But I I if if I see something you know that they post, I'll retweet it. But mm -hmm. I look try to look for some of the stuff that they don't 
have and right. post that, you know, on my own sometimes. Um, but a lot of that is just following the players themselves. You know, they might put, a, you know, some player might only have 400, you know, followers, you know, some minor leaguer, but he posts a video that he had the night before of him striking out four guys, you know. I might, you know, repost that or retweet that for him. And it's another way to get, you know, that information to other people, um, sure. especially, like I said, the family of the player or co former coaches or uh, even agents like that. So, mm. but it, it's, it's, I mean, every night I'll do it. I've done it every night for like the last three or four years, every box score I try to get every night um, and video and other things as well. As long as I'll tweet stats, like if a guy has a 19 game hitting streak, you know, I'll make sure it goes in there that, oh, he extended his hitting streak to 20 games. Yeah. You know, this is the third straight game. I'll, I'll post like, uh, um, uh, like Karanchek. I remember for double A last year, he struck out the first 11 batters he faced uh, in double A last year. And it was, it was pretty crazy. And, you know, I was like, you know, I'd post a, a separate stat with either a picture of him or him doing uh, the, the video of him doing the actual um, strikeouts. And, you know, you could kind of follow along. Okay. James is up to 11 straight, you know, when's his next time out where he can get, is he going to strike out the next three, you know? Right. So some rolling, you know, um, rolling stats as they go along for players that are like real hot and right. stuff like that. So. How, uh, how often do you get a chance to get out to Arizona and see the, uh, the, the real young guys out there? I haven't, I haven't yet. Um, I haven't ever been back to Arizona since I moved, which okay. was when I was 12 years old, which is, I'm not going to date myself too much. I'm younger <laughs> than you guys, I guess, but um, I'm still getting up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, it was, it was, it was, you know, like I said, I moved here in the late eighties. So, mm -hmm. um, but that's how I got into baseball. They didn't have the Diamondbacks back then. Mm -hmm. So my dad and I always went to Cactus League games. And I grew up uh, watching Brewers and Cubs games out there. Okay. And Robin Young and um, uh, Paul Molitor, you know, uh, Andre Dawson, mm -hmm. guys like that, you know, out there. And, and my love of baseball, even though we didn't have a, tome, a team in Arizona, followed here to, you know, Ohio. And that's just how I got hooked up with following the Indians. So, yeah, I'd love to go back there because I'd love to see – I know it's changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the area I lived in, Tempe, Arizona, I know it's changed a lot and love to see. You know, I'd love to take my family out there and show them where I grew up. So – but um, that would be a stop I'd like to do during that time, during that spring training time. All right. Oh, that would be great, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, hey, uh, let's, uh, let's get sort of into why, why we, we, we brought you on here. Uh, and it's uh, – to, to sort of dig into some of these guys. Now, yeah. uh, the guys like the, the Bobby Bradleys or the Daniel Johnsons or yeah. even like the Yu Changs, the guys that we've already seen up in Cleveland, let's, let's, let's put those guys aside. Uh, every year, uh, MLB.com, MLB Pipeline puts out their, their top 30, and we sort of went through that. Yeah, and, so, and yep. looked, there's a, there is a, a quite a, a, a good crop of young, you know, middle infielders who can hit, they might not all stay, you know, shortstops yep. in, in, as they advance, but uh, you know, we're talking about the the Aaron Broncos, the uh, the Brian Rocchios, uh, you know, Gabriel Rodriguez, those guys. Uh, just who stands out to you, and and what have you seen of, of these guys uh, as they've come through Mahoning Valley, yeah. uh, Lake County, and and um, uh, Akron? 
Yeah, I get it. Every once in a while, I get to go out to a, a Mahoning Valley Strappers game. It's not too far from me. It's closer in Lake County and get to see some of the younger guys before they get to Akron because I can see them at Akron a lot since I live near uh, go to the Rubber Ducks games. So, um, you know, like you were talking about, like uh, um, a lot of these – the Indians are very, very, very deep in middle infielders. Mm -hmm. I mean, it goes all the way down to the Dominican Summer League right now where they just been collecting middle infielders, you know, just young talent. And like you said, a lot of them might not stay at that position. Right. But, um, you know, a crop coming up, like uh, a lot of people already heard of Tyler Freeman. Right. And I'm not going to talk too much about Tyler. I mean, he's got a lot of praise from uh, MLB Pipeline and stuff like that. Uh, but um, he's 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 a guy I think will actually end up in second base. Mm -hmm. I don't think he'll stick at shortstop. I think with his skill set, um, he's doesn't. I don't know if he has the arm for shortstop. He's quick, very quick feeded, You know, defensively quick hands. His bat's going to carry him. And that's mm -hmm. where I think he'll end up probably move to second. And the guy I think is going to push him to second base is uh, Brian Rocchio. Rocchio. Right now. I, uh, Rocchio, uh, he lit the world on fire in 2018. Nobody knew about him. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the Indians had him starting in the Dominican Southern League. And halfway during the year, he was doing so well down there, they promoted him to the Arizona Rookie League. And he just – he took scouts like, who is this kid? Mm -hmm. Because he ended up hitting like 330, even in the Arizona Rookie League that year. He had uh, three, I think 332, like the whole season that year, right. between both levels, and really put a name, you know, for himself out there. Struggled a little bit this year in Mahoning Valley to begin the season, but, I mean, he was only 18 going into. He was right. one of the younger prospects. And, right, wasn't um, he like the, the, the second youngest guy in the Yeah, I mean, he was like York second family. or third youngest coming in there, so – he, he was, I mean, it was expected, you know, it was a, a struggle for, he, he finished the year fine. He um, brought up his average. Um, I, I mean, I, they're not too worried about that. I'm not either. And, he's, and he's, he's, I'll tell you a little about him, if you, real quick. Um, he's, he's very, very high baseball IQ. Um, he just smooth, like smooth on defense. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't have a, the strongest arm, stronger than Freeman's arm. Um, that's why I think he'll s stick there more. He's a little, he's quicker. He's, mm -hmm. uh, he's got great speed, um, from both sides of the plate. He's had, he has pop from both sides of the plate, but not even say. being he, that. He hit a home run. In, he hit a home run in an exhibition game, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yes, he did. Yeah. He hit it uh, off, uh, one of the Arizona Cardinal, I mean, Arizona, Car Arizona Diamondbacks young, uh, uh, prospects, um, mm -hmm. that's, he was uh, one of their better rookies last year, and he's supposed to be like I think their second or third starter this year, and that was that was pretty impressive because it came off a starting pitcher that was already wow. in major leagues. Mm -hmm. So, um, but he does have pop. Um, he has he has more um, um, uh, pop than uh, uh, Freeman does. That's but Tyler has better bat to ball skills right now. Right. He can he you know he can put the bat on the ball anywhere, and he doesn't strike out. Uh, Rocchio. Um, he swings and misses some, but he has – he's more of – he's an aggressive swinger. You know, right. he's more of a guy that would rather hit than walk his way on. Um, but He'll he, go after the first pitch too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. If he likes it, he'll see it. Mm -hmm. um, um, he'll hit it, uh, definitely. Um, I, see, I mean, I see him – man. I mean, he, he – there's nothing he struggles with. You know what I mean? Where, you know, there might be a couple of these guys that we talk about or somebody where they lack in something. 
he he's he's got it all, and if he can put it together and continue, he's going to be a major league uh, regular. And it, it, who knows, you know, if he can be right. beyond that. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Um, he's a switch hitter too, right? Switch. Yes, yes, he is a switch hitter, and he's um, he's just as good from both sides of the plate. Doesn't struggle from one or the other. Just as good. He's got so, a little edge to him too. It looks. Yes, like. he does. Yes, yeah. he is. He is. He is. He is confident. He is a confident yeah. young man, which is good. You you kind of see a little bit like that, like with the Lindor. You know, Francisco is very confident in himself and knows what he can do, and Rocchio can too. But I'll tell you what. Uh, he he posts a lot of video too, and I watch that kid. He works at his game a ton, and it's not just at the dish. He posts video of him working on fielding practice, you know, out in good in Goodyear and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he's dedicated. He he wants to be great. You know, you can see that in him. Wants to well, be good. Well, so there there you have it. Uh, you know, Brian Rocchio is the next Francis, uh, Francisco Lindor. <laughs> not <laughs> saying no, that. No trade. I'm not going no, that far, but nothing it's to worry not about. <laughs> Come on, nothing to worry about. Rookie, step right in and take over. Yeah. Fine, everything's fine, right? Uh, no, that's not what you're saying, obviously. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Oscar Gonzalez, uh, outfielder. Um, this is a kid who, uh, I he's got size and he, he looks sort of like a little uh, mini frame of Reyes. Yeah, he's a big kid, which people don't really realize. He's he's. I looked today. He's listed as six two one eighty on his uh, on minor league website. He's bigger than that. He's He's a big, he's a big man. I mean, he's only 22. Um, he's a bit of an enigma. He has all the talent in the world for a, like a right-handed power hitting uh, outfielder. Mm-hmm. He, he has an incredibly strong arm. He's not the quickest, quickest of feet, um, but he has a, he has a terrific arm that would play great in right field. Um, um, that's one of his, I mean, it's above average. And he does have above average power. It just hasn't shown up in, in the uh, a stat lines yet. I mean, he hit nine homers last year in, you know, almost a full season. It is, I mean, Lynchburg down there in the Carolina League, it is harder to hit than some other uh, minor league um, uh, levels. Just it's, it's more of a pitcher's league uh, mm-hmm. a little bit. And then when he came up to Akron, Akron, he played 22 games, he hit one. Uh, struggled his his biggest thing is he hasn't the talent hasn't I don't think translated as much onto the field he did though lead Lynchburg um, the Carolina League last year in uh, he was the average leader at the end of the year he had 319 and most people don't realize he he ended up that um, he I I checked and he still stayed that he had enough of bats to remain the leader in the league after he made the promotion to Akron. He only hit like 188 at Akron in mm-hmm. 22 games, but he was 21. He just turned 22 years old. Um, the biggest thing with him is his biggest downfall is going to be his strikes on judgment. Uh, guy does not want to walk. I mean, he walked I, – I mean, I, I wrote down um, that number. And it, was, it was – last year he led – it was the most walks he ever had. He had 15 and 481 at-bats. And wow. in, his, in his career, he has 60 and 1,584 at bats. 60. Oh, yeah. It's his biggest, it's his biggest downfall. Um, he, but, he, but he just, the, but he can hit, he hit 319, but that's the only way he's going to get on base. But that's the, that's the league right now. 120 strikeouts is okay. As long as you hit 30 home runs, right? Yes. So. But, but also, you know, some of those guys too still walk, you know, 60 70 times a season this guy's walking 15 times in you know (laughs) 
So uh, yeah, get, the, get the walk rate up. We'll be we'll be yeah, all right. If, if, I'm, if he's young enough, I mean, he was signed all the way back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a 15 year old, you know, 16. They turned 16. Oh. Um, but July 2nd, 2014, he was already up. He could have been. He could have been picked in the um, the rule five uh, rule five draft yeah. this year. Uh, but nobody's going to take him because his, he has tools. He's very toolsy, but there's no way he, he's not hitting advanced pitching yet right now. No. And I think a lot of that is a strike judgment. And if he can do better at that, and, and he, he has everything to be, you know, a starting right fielder, probably, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just against left-handed pitching, you know, for, you know, a power hitting right-handed bat. But he has the tools. It, the, yeah, the Indians have a, a few of those on the I roster. I know, they have a lot of those guys. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, just we'll, we'll get into some pictures here in a second. Um, Will Benson, have, have yeah. you seen him? What, what, what have you seen of him? Is there hope for Will Benson? I, I still have hope with Benson. He's going to be, I mean, as far as Nolan Jones, I mean, they were drafted in the same draft. Mm-hmm. Benson went first round. Jones went, you know, second round. Jones was – way more polished than Benson coming out of high school. Benson is very raw. That He is probably – he's got to be one of the best athletes in the minor leagues. Um, he almost went, I believe, to Duke on a scholarship for basketball. For basketball, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, he's still – he's a basketball freak. He loves basketball. Um, but, you know, when you get the chance to be picked in the first, you know – 20 picks or some of the major league draft and that money's there. He, you know, he took it. Right. Yeah. And um, he's, he's super raw. Like I said, he's a tremendous athlete. Uh, probably the, 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 most, the strongest guy the Indians have in the minor leagues, as far as um, um, just power. Mm-hmm. Um, when he hits the ball, it just, it's, I mean, he just a flick of the bat, you know, and it's, it's gone if he makes con- solid contact. Um, he was a uh, 2020 last year by the all-star break. Um, he had 20 homers and 20 stolen bases by the all-star break last year. And he was the first one in the minors to get to 2020. And after the all-star break, they promoted him to Lynchburg. It was his, in Lake County, he was, um, um, he was destroying it, but it was his second runaround with Lake County. He went, right. he was there in 2018. Mm-hmm. And, but he came back and, you know, he did what he needed to do. He, 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 he dominated Lake, you know, low A ball and they, you know, they promote him to Lynchburg, and he did what a lot of people thought he would, which was he struggled. And it was kind of the same scenario, you know, repeating level, you know, struggling. But the thing with Will is he's, he's like a perfectionist, and he'll work at it. And he, he – I believe that he will figure it out. I don't know if he's, like, would be – he's a left-handed only bat, but I mean, guy six five, shredded. If you've ever seen a picture of him, he's got. I mean, he doesn't have a six pack. That that guy's got an eight to ten pack on mm-hmm. him. And um, um, but he's he's fast. He can even play center field at like six. He, I mean, he he did wow. last year. He played mm-hmm. center field at, at six, six five, five. Wow. two twenty five or something. So, I mean, he's like a Zimmer. You know how tall Zim Bradley right. is. Right. You yeah. know they're gazelles when they run. So, um, but he he can he can play all three outfield positions. Um, you know, the same thing, making contact is going to be the biggest thing for Will. Um, he's got holes in a stroke being a real tall, you know, power hitting lefty. And, um, if, I mean, he right now, you know, defensively, he can, he's 
athlete enough he can play major mm -hmm. leagues, you know, it's going to be his bat. I mean, can he hit enough to be there? He's got the power. Yeah. Um, he's got this, he's got above average speed, above average power. He's got a tremendous arm again, like if he was going to be an outfielder. It's just, you know, as he progresses, what I'm looking for this year was in Will was how is he going to handle now already playing, you know, 40 or more games in high A Lynchburg? How is he going to handle repeating that again? Because he was going to start back in Lynchburg again this year. Right. So how was he going to handle it? Could he do what he did in Lake County, you know, where he repeated it and then showed he was past that? He had, he had improved. Or was he going to stay there and struggle? And, the, and a lot of things, the biggest thing is, for a lot of these prospects, they do really good once, you know, get the low A, high A. But that biggest jump they have to make is when they go from A ball to double A. Double A ball, right. Double A ball is the biggest jump in minor, you know, for these guys. If they can really carry what they've shown in A ball to double A, then you, you're looking at something where you can get really excited about. Yeah. And it was, you know, that was the thing about Nolan Jones last year. He actually did almost better in Akron than he did mm -hmm. in Lynchburg once he got promoted, uh, especially power numbers, you know, went up there too. And that's a hard park, Canal Park, to hit those home runs. So, Will, Will it's a wait and see. Don't expect any time soon to see him. Um, he's more of a project where um, they'll bring him along slowly and hopefully he can just continue gaining success along the way. That was such a good draft for them too. All those oh, pitchers. Oh, yeah, that came draft. Oh, that was amazing draft. Yeah. Well, that, and, that year. and that was going to be, uh, you know, my one of my follow-up questions later on was about, you know, do, do we think the 2017 or 2018 drafts can uh, can produce the the talent, the the major league talent that's already come out? But I want to make sure I don't, you know, just gloss over pitching. Uh, have you have you had a chance to get eyes on uh, Daniel Espino, the uh, the number one pick from uh, the I, I believe he was the the 2018 number one. Yeah, he was a 20, 2018 number eight, uh, one pick. He's he's drafted out of uh, Georgia, a high school in Georgia, but he's from Panama, mm -hmm. and he moved here from Panama um, um, oh, in high school. Yeah, yeah. So um, this kid, I'll, I'll tell you right now, um, uh, I have a lot of video on him, and I've watched him, and um, I've even seen, and I've been told, but I've seen it myself. I'm not. I'm not allowed to post the video because I was given it uh, <laughs> to someone who has like behind the scenes knowledge of him mm -hmm. and he doesn't want me to post it, but he's totally revamped his, uh, uh, um, his, uh, uh, his, um, what am I trying to say? Delivery? His, yeah. I couldn't think of the word. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> totally revamped his delivery from last year. And I mean, this was a kid that's already touching hundred miles per hour at 18 right. years old. Mm -hmm. um, he's got four pitches that are almost, I mean, he's got three pitches right now that are plus plus almost, you know, this fastball, um, he's got uh, a great slider and um, a curveball, and he's got a changeup that he's really working on that what I'm told is might be plus plus by, you know, this year. Um, but wow. they had revamped his delivery and um, he's not the biggest kid. He's, but he's not small. I mean, he's, I posted a video if anybody wants to see it. It's, it's amazing. He, he's the most flexible athlete I've seen, at least, you know, at a, at a major league, you know, at a baseball level, this kid can do full splits like it was nothing. Um, wow. And, um, 
you know, flexibility with pitching. If, you know, the big thing now is flexibility and, you know, strength training with your core, that's going to equal uh, greater miles per hour on your, on your, on your stuff. And he's the, he's the epitome of it. I mean, he's, he, you know, he's, he's like a pretzel. I mean, he can bend and move anywhere. He's so super Pilates, strong. Pilates will make you a number one pick? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, make you throw 100 miles per hour, right? Um, <laughs> but um, he dominated the Arizona Rookie League when he was drafted last year. They moved him to Mahoning Valley. It's easy. If they move you to Mahoning Valley, you know, in that first year, especially out of high school, he's, he's, he's going to Lake County the next year. Right. Like he was going to go as a – he's 19, just turned 19. He was going to start this year at Lake County. Um, as a 19 year old, he's, he's, um, he's got all the talent in the world. There are some scouts that think, you know, they, they worry, is he smaller framed? Where is he going to be able to handle that big a load? You know, um, would that would make him a reliever or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. They were worried that, you know, taking him that high that he could end up being a reliever. Mm -hmm. The Indians totally feel that he can be a starter. Um, I know that for a fact. Um, I think they even worked on, you know, like revamped his delivery and stuff, even to help out with maybe some wear and tear and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but he's he's got the highest ceiling of any pitcher in the in their minor leagues. Um, there's another guy, Ethan Hankins, right. who's probably going to be at Lake County with him, who's kind of the opposite yeah, of him. He's, say, he's, he's the a exact six, polar six, opposite. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a six six giant kid who can all he can throw upper nineties and barely looks like he's throwing it, you know, mm-hmm. at all. His biggest thing is he's got – I mean, he's got nasty stuff. It's almost like um, Justin Masterson, though. You know, mm-hmm. not – I mean, he throws harder than Masterson did, but going. you just don't know where it's going some of the times <laughs> because it's it's so nasty, though. It breaks yeah. so much. Even his fastball breaks, mm-hmm. you know, like a ton. And um, – but he could put up strikeout numbers like anybody's business. He struck out – his last game of the year, he struck out 10 and in four innings for Lake County. So mm-hmm. – um carry wood with command issues yes uh, you know and his biggest thing is you know and i even put on when i when i wrote about him just on my you know and i think i have him fourth in my top 50 or whatever and i just wrote a little snippet on him i said biggest thing gonna be him is command and control if he can harness his command and control it's another guy who's you're looking at i mean he's got one or two type stuff um does hankins both espino and hankins have one or two type type stuff what do you so, think uh, happens to these guys if they miss the full year here, if there's no minor league season? You know, I mean, it's going to set them back. It's going gonna, it's gonna to set back the pitchers, I think, more than the hitters. I really do. I really think just, you know, repetition, going against guys, seeing, going against tougher competition. I mean, what are they going to do? Are they going to – my biggest thing is like an Espino, are they going to – you know, if they miss the whole season this year, are they going to play them up in Lynchburg? you know, like the next year or Akron because he's going to be 20, you know, or are they going to, you know, keep him back at Lake County um, where he was going to probably start this year. And that's the biggest thing. The hitters, I mean, hitting, you know, once you get back on the horse, you kind of, you know, can follow it. And I mean, it's still Mm -hmm. practice, but those pitchers, they need, you know, they need their, they need their mound time and not getting that. It's different throwing a bullpen you know, stress-wise than if you're throwing in a game. And, well, and not, we don't know how much instruction or, you know, contact they're having with the, the minor league coaches. Oh, yeah, right now, I mean, well, I course. just know by phone, most of them right now, there's not yeah. – there's a handful of guys that stayed out in Goodyear. I know that. And then um, a lot of the guys that are in Goodyear are either at the Dominican Academy 
it, it's kind of it's it's a hard story, but uh, they're Venezuelan prospects. Right. They're stuck. They they are stuck in Air, in Goodyear right now, and they're stuck in um, the Dominican Republic at their academy because they can't go back to the country because the airport shut down before they the were able to get closed, back into right? the country. They're, well, that, that, that country is a, is a complete mess right now. Yes. Yes. From, from a government standpoint. Yeah, so. exactly. But I mean, they haven't, they're, they're living, you know, these are, a lot of these kids are the 17 to 21 year old kids that haven't seen their families mm-hmm. for since February, you know, right. now, because they're stuck either at, in Goodyear or in, in the Dominican Republic. What do you think of uh, the latest reports that as soon as maybe, uh, you know, this week that Major League Baseball could be meeting with Minor League Baseball and yeah. contracting uh, up to 20-some teams. Yeah, Baseball America reported that today, and Mahoning Valley was one of the teams that's mm-hmm. on the chopping block because they're going to try to get rid of uh, short-season ball, like rookie or short-season ball. I did hear that the Dominican Summer League and Arizona Rookie League, they don't matter. They're not on the same contract as, like, the 160 minor leagues, so they'll get to keep those – you know, basically teaching leagues right. um, and stuff. But yeah, the scrappers are on, you know, they're one of the, on Manfred's chopping blocks is they're one of the names, which is a shame because um, um, there's a, there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of families that, you know, it's, it's, they go to those games, they're cheap. Somebody's texting me today. He goes like, you know, best $20 I can spend for my family, you know, <laughs> going to see a minor league game, kids get to see it. And I don't have to, I don't have to spend that much and introduce my son to, you know, baseball right. and stuff. And it's a, it's a good league though, for a lot of those, the problem's going to be is guys that come from the college draft and from high school, a lot of the high school players, you know, they'll, they'll just spend the whole season in the Arizona rookie league. Um, but a lot of those college guys, the Indians now start everybody in the Arizona rookie league where, you know, before if you're drafting college, they might start you further advanced, They'll start them there, but some of these guys, these hitters and pitchers, make it all the way to Lake County the same year they're drafted. Well, yeah, that's Nick uh, Sandlin, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Yeah, Sandlin. Sandlin made the I think Lynchburg his first yeah. year he was drafted. Yeah, uh, but um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they skip that short season. You know, some of these guys they're going to have to throw into Lake County. You mm-hmm. know, right from the Arizona Rookie League. Well, that's. I mean, that's a bit, that's a, that's different than going short season. You know, that's almost going like a ball to double uh, a, I well, mean, now you're going some, rookie ball to low a, some 18, 18, 19 year old who is ready to go. Won't be able to go. You oh, know, they won't be ready. No, no. Yeah. That would be like, uh, that would have been like Rokio last year. Right. You know, I mean, Rokio did I mean I couldn't see Brokio as a I mean he started the Arizona I mean he played a lot of the season his first year as a 17 year old you know right. well he wasn't going to be barely 18 playing in Lake County um yeah. and that's that's rough I mean um, so, so that means he has to stay in Arizona longer and just tear up that league and, and he's not exact, learning any, yeah not yeah. learning anything by doing no 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 right. so I know that's yeah. I I'm I, I I don't know. I'm on the uh, other side of uh, uh, Mr. Manfred on the, on this argument with the contraction of the minor league, right. just yeah. development wise within an organization. But um, even just even just uh, family wise, I mean, I know lots of you know people today that even like 
are, is Mahoning Valley really going to, you know, be gone? You know, we, we love going there for a fan experience. You know, you know, we can't, it's for, it's far to Cleveland. It costs too much. And, you know, they have a, they have a decent fan base. You know, I'm not going to say they're, you know, it's great, but I, I, I don't know, you know, you know, what they are doing book wise, you know, how much they make or if they're close to, but right. it, it would be sad to see them go. Yeah. Poinsy, you got anything else before I got one more one more player I want to throw at him before uh oh, that's good. before we wrap up. Uh uh George Valera. Yeah. Uh, Jorge. Is is it George or Jorge? I I I never even it's know anymore. George. It's George. <laughs> yeah. Uh he, he's another one who uh who who made an appearance in a in an exhibition game earlier in the year. Uh and just from the video that I've seen of this kid, his he's left handed bat and he is smooth. Oh Man, it's beautiful, so isn't it? It's, he has the he has one of the prettiest swings in the minor leagues. I'm telling you right now. And um, when I followed this kid since uh, 2016, following before he's going to get signed, I actually reported that the Indians with him and Bracco, mm -hmm. um, I, I followed them and I actually got to know them a little bit before the Indians actually made the signing official on them. And, you know, followed a lot of, um, I like to follow the international signings a lot, oh, yeah. and right. I, I kind of got that from uh, – um, I'm a fan of Ben Badler's from Baseball America, okay. and he does that. And uh, I get to talk to him from time to time, and I say, you know, hey, I just, I just found out another guy they might you know, sign, and we kind of chat back and forth. But he's a great resource for anybody, for international, wanting to know about players mm -hmm. um, coming into minor league baseball for any team. But Badler in 2016, and I mean, this is high praise, um, he compared his swing to Robinson Cano as oh, a 16-year-old. Wow. So, and Cano's got a, you know, beautiful swing. I've heard, I've heard even um, from the left-handed side, because he's an outfielder, uh, like a Griffey-type swing. Mm -hmm. It's just, he's, he's so balanced, and he has great rhythm at the plate. And if, you know his bat moves so fast and it barely looks like he's doing it with effort, you know, right. with much effort. He just has super quick bat. He's strong. He's only, you, you would think with his power potential, he's a big guy. He's like 5'11", like 175 or 80, you know, right, right. I think he's yeah. like 180 at Lissom or something. He's not a big guy, but he's, his bat speed and his, his, his hand quickness. Oh, can, can but, can he afford to put on a little more muscle? A little, uh, how, yeah. how many more? Like fifteen, maybe. He can. Yeah. The 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 he's. I mean, he's played center field, mm -hmm. even with Mahoning last year. He's not going to end up a center fielder. Uh, I don't believe he doesn't have the speed. Um, I think he does it out of just instincts, you know. And he's just he's he's a smart ball player, um, works hard. But he's going to end up. I hope he could stay in right field. He only has like an average to maybe, fielder. maybe average arm, but it sounds like might be like a left field situation. Mm -hmm. uh, but for left field, he, he, I think he would be fine. It's not like you're throwing, um, you know, Santana out there, you know, in the you know playoff or whatever in left field. I mean, he, he's an, he's an outfielder still. Right. So he'll be able to handle it. He's he, but he's not going to be able to stay in center and he'll be either a corner outfield, but I'll tell you what, he, here's a guy. I have him ranked so high and he doesn't even, like I said, he doesn't have the greatest arm. He's probably not going to be the greatest defender. Um, uh, he's an average runner. So his speed, you know, but his bat is, is special. Mm -hmm. And it just, the sound when you hear him hit the ball, it's just one of those sounds where it's just, 
Well, you know, Todd, this is great. You've given us, uh, you know, Rocchio's the next uh, Lindor. Uh, George Blair is the next Michael Brantley and left. Uh, I think we're, uh, we're all set. It's very, very, very good for our confidence here as, uh, as Indians fans and reporters. We uh, really appreciate uh, what you do, Todd. Oh, yeah, thank we you. really do. We need to do this again because uh, oh, you yeah. know, one, one oh, podcast. Could, yeah. We'll catch you again next time on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Todd, thanks for joining us. Hoinsey. You know, this was this was great. Do we just sit, sit back and let, yeah. let Todd do the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk thank to you. you. All right. Thank you, guys.